What's up, you guys? Welcome to Love and Lifestyle. How are you? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. So today, you guys, I had to go there. I want to talk about matchmaking in Nigeria. I want to share with you everything you need to know, well, at least everything I think you need to know about matchmaking in Nigeria. What is matchmaking? You know, um, how do Nigerian women feel about matchmaking? How do Nigerian men feel about matchmaking? Oh my God. And is it for you? Is matchmaking something that you should consider? I will be sharing my perspective on that. So let's get into it. But if this is your first time tuning in to the podcast, thank you so much for coming. My name is Adironke Adibanjo. I am the founder of The Love Chest. The Love Chest is Africa's number one resource for love and relationships. We've got videos. We've got this podcast. We've got a blog. We've got events. We've got merchandise. We've got it all. Y'all got, we've got it all, you guys. We've got it all. And um, we do have an Instagram handle. It's at The Love Chest. I am at Adironke Media. So we've got a lot going on and you know, the love chest is a very holistic approach to relationships, right? It's not just about the mushy stuff. It's about really getting down to the very important and serious stuff when it comes to relationships and just helping us get more equipped, whether we're married or single. I think that a lot of the information that we share on the love chest applies wherever you are in life because, you know, relationships um, are we encounter them in all areas of our lives and even if you're single you know you need to be prepared for marriage so we do a lot of we share a lot of information on that and i think that married people can actually benefit from this as well because you know maybe some of the stuff that we talk about you wish you had known when you were single it's still applicable even after you get married so we talk about the art art of love we talk about the dynamics between men and women and how we can better uh, relate and understand one another we talk about self-discovery and purpose Um, and how that fits into your relationship and we talk about self-love you can't give what you don't have so we talk about that so that is the love chest so this is a podcast of the love chest hosted by me so thank you guys for coming today i want to talk about matchmaking matchmaking is something that i will say that i'm somewhat passionate about because i think that it is a solution to the dating situations that we seem to have in the world today even though matchmaking has been around for a very long time But I think that Nigeria is a very peculiar market, right? Um, A lot of things that are acceptable in other parts of the world, maybe not so much acceptable, but but that they're used to and they've grown into in other parts of the world are not quite the same here. So I want to share with you um, a bit of information about matchmaking that I have come come to know and discover, some of the insights that I have. And we'll talk also about if matchmaking is for you or not. And yeah, you make your decision. So you guys, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So what is matchmaking really? Matchmaking is very simple. It is basically a service that does most of the work for you um, based on what you've shared that you're looking for in a partner. And then you are introduced basically to the kinds of people that you would actually want to meet. So it's kind of like a recruitment agency, right? Um, Where most of the work is done for you, maybe because you're a very busy working professional or entrepreneur and you know you find that there's just a lot of pardon my word but a lot of clutter in the dating scene and so you're looking for someone to cut through the clutter because you actually want to settle well you want to get married (laughs) you want to be in a relationship i caught myself on settle down because i struggle with that term when it comes to 
it being used with single people. Oh, she settled down. Was she not settled before she got married? But y'all, I digress. I digress. Let's get back to the topic. We're talking about matchmaking. So basically, it's a, it's a, it's a recruitment service, right? It, they just matchmakers help you do all do most of the work, right? And um, once they're able to identify and help you seek out people from the clutter, the dating clutter, um, you can then take it from there, right? You, you can go on dates, you can talk on the phone, and then you make your decision from there. So matchmakers don't hand you a husband or a wife, <laughs> but they most certainly um, introduce you to options that could work because of what you shared that you want. So it's a very thorough um, um, process to getting what you're looking for and it's a very deliberate step to finding love all right so that's what matchmaking is okay y'all so what are some of the challenges with matchmaking in nigeria because i want to keep this short and sweet what are some of the challenges okay so before we get to challenges let me tell you what my insights are as far as how men and women view matchmaking in nigeria so let's talk about the women first women in nigeria there's a bunch of categories of women in Nigeria when it comes to matchmaking, but I'll talk about two specifically. You've got women who are very interested in matchmaking, who um, for some reason have just not been able to find the kind of man that they're looking for. And for some of them, they're at their wit's end. For some of them, they just can't believe that they've gotten to a certain age and they're still single. And so they're willing to take deliberate action right not necessarily from a place of desperation but from a place of okay you know what nothing else has worked um this is an option so i'm willing to give it a shot right you have those kinds of women um so they're more open to it they're a little bit more adventurous and these might even be very reserved women who in some cases might not even have great social lives right they're very introverted or they're just really busy and they don't get out much so they're willing to take more deliberate action right Then we have another set of women where it's like, oh my gosh, if I ever use a matchmaking service, I would feel like I was a little too desperate. Um, And so that sense of desperation that they feel comes with using a matchmaking service keeps them away from trying it out. Um, And also in that category, I would also say that a lot of women struggle with the idea of paying to find love. So matchmaking services are not free, So the idea of, oh my gosh, I'm actually going to pay somebody to help me find love. I think for most of those kinds of women or women who feel that way, it has a lot to do with the fact that they have the storybook fairy tale, right? That's not how they're supposed to meet their guy, not through a matchmaking service. They're supposed to meet their guy when they're at the coffee shop and he comes in and they lock eyes and voila, right? Or they're supposed to meet their guy in a very romantic way. And for a lot of these women matchmaking is just not romantic it just doesn't fit into the narrative that they had planned out for themselves when it comes to love so you have those two primary categories of women when it comes to matchmaking in nigeria let's talk about the dudes shall we (laughs) shout out to all my nigerian brothers shout out y'all okay so as far as nigerian men here's the interesting thing about nigerian men you have a very 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 i gotta be very 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 deliberate on the varies (laughs) but you have a very small percentage of nigerian men who will actually consider matchmaking maybe all of two percent and in all of this i'm talking about working professionals entrepreneurs you know middle class 
upper middle class, all that stuff. So um, these are guys who say, you know what? They're willing to try it because for them, everything else hasn't seemed to work. What do they have to lose? Um, so they'll give it a shot. But like I said, a very, very small percentage of men. And then you have a larger percentage of men who say, uh, matchmaking, what? Oh no, I'm a guy, I'm a dude. I'm supposed to be able to find love by myself. I do not need help. But in secret, it's like, oh, but I actually do need help. So here's what we're gonna do. You're not gonna tell me that you're helping me find love. You're just gonna set me up in situations like happy hours, events, where I can actually meet women, but you'll let me do the rest of the work. Wow. So, hey, it is what it is, right? So you've got that category of men where it's like, no, 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 I cannot, I cannot get myself to sign up for a service. It's just not manly. It's just not what is expected of me as a guy. I should be able to find love by myself. And for a lot of these guys, if they ever consider a matchmaking service, I think in some ways it would make them feel like a failure. Now this pales in comparison to what's happening in other parts of the world. People are very open to finding love however it comes, right? Um, particularly when you're in a situation where it just hasn't worked out in other ways. Everything else that they've tried isn't working. Um, and in some cases, people are just moving with the times, right? We spend a lot of time on our phones. We spend a lot of time on our phones. And so a lot of people just feel like, you know what? I'm gonna join a dating service because everyone's online. I might as well. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of mindsets that we have in Nigeria. Um, and I don't know, um, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's cultural. Uh, again, because I think that some people feel a sense of shame or are they gonna tell their children that they met their father because they paid somebody to help them find love. Um, so I'm not necessarily gonna say try to change your mindset if that's how you feel. But I think it's important to mention because these are some of the roadblocks that haven't allowed people to consider matchmaking services. And of course, when you have the women who are ready, rearing and ready to go, but you have barely any men who are willing, then you, know, you run into a situation where it can't quite pick up as it should. So that being said, guys, let's talk very quickly about some of the really cool features or um, aspects of matchmaking, right? That could really go a long way in helping you find the person that you've always wanted. So one of the cool things about matchmaking is that it is tailor-made to what you want, right? Um, you tell the matchmaker specifics about what you're looking for, down to the physical, spiritual, you know, um, career, um, geographical location, the type of person, personality traits, all of that stuff, right? You give all that information to your matchmaker and they go out there and they look for um, what you want within the pool that they have access to, right? So it's very bespoke. It's very, very specific to you, right? It's a um, tailor-made service for you, the customer, right? And that can go a long way in really, really bringing to you what you want. You know, oftentimes what we want or how we want our love story to play out is, you know, by a series of, of, of events and just let serendipity take over and just, you know, bring us this amazing person. So we basically have no say in how it happens or who the person is. 
right? And when you really think about that, isn't that weird that we would just wait for chance to happen and bring someone to us? And I think it's very romantic sounding, but think about the possible um, pitfalls with that, right? So you're just going to sit around and wait till life just somehow causes your path to align with somebody that you are like-minded with and who, who who has similar values to you it's an interesting way when you think about it to to consider how love should happen but when it's when it's matchmaking though it's a little bit more deliberate and it's a, it's well it's tailor-made to you so that's one of the cool things about matchmaking uh, which takes me to the next point which is that it is deliberate action on your part the person who's looking for love so you know um, when you really consider what marriage is and how important and sacred and deep (laughs) marriage is and taking deliberate action to find the person that you're going to live life with is something that should be that if you think about it just in general terms should actually be considered right marriage is probably one of the most important decisions you will ever make because it will change the trajectory of your life and you want to be sure that if that's going to happen, it's happening with the right person, right? So when you consider using a service like matchmaking to make that happen, you are taking deliberate steps. Now, of course, that's not to say that, you know, matchmaking is 100% foolproof. Nobody's saying that. But most certainly when you think about the work that goes into matching a person with another person, There's a lot of deliberate action and deliberate steps that are taken. And when you consider even the spiritual angle, if you go through uh, um, um, a matchmaker that maybe is aligned with your spiritual beliefs, so if you go through a Christian matchmaker, you best believe that there's a lot of prayer that's going into it. And it's not just, you know, surface. It's not just, oh, let's just match two people because they're both single. It's a very deliberate action that a lot of thought and consideration goes into. Um, so yeah, that would be another, if you ask me, a really cool feature uh, offering of matchmaking. The other one is that it's confidential. So that, you know, the idea that a lot of people struggle with, you know, oh, what are my friends going to think if they hear that I pay to find love? Half the time, your friends don't really care. <laughs> We're being completely honest. People are living their lives. Ain't nobody got time to be thinking about anybody else's life. People are busy. Right. But let's say, you know, you're a dude and you're thinking, ha, sign up for matchmaking. All my friends are going to laugh. They'll laugh and then they'll get over it, especially if you really end up with a really amazing woman and you have a very successful marriage. They won't be laughing for too long when you really think about it. Right. So that's something else to 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 think about. It's and then because of the nature of how matchmaking works, it's usually confidential. So the matchmaker is not going to put all your business out there. Um, people are only going to find out how you met this person if you guys choose to disclose that you met through a matchmaking service. And really and truly, for when I think about it, you know, um, how bad is it that you went out of your way to take deliberate action to help you make a better decision when it comes to the most or one of the most important decisions of your life? Like, it just sounds to me very, a very responsible way to... Um, to seek love and to go after love. I don't know that there's anything to laugh about when it comes to that, you know. I mean, let's compare that to 
okay, let me not let me not compare it to another kind of story because you know I ain't this I'm not dissing any kind of way of finding love, but when you think about it, what is there to laugh about that you paid for a service? Um, that you took deliberate action. I don't know, something to think about. The fact that it is confidential though um, gives people that peace of mind so that their business isn't all out there. So those would be some reasons why you know I think that matchmaking is a really cool way to find love. Uh, and it's also, I think that you know if, 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 if the two people, male and female, who go into a matchmaking service or start using a matchmaking service, if they come at it from a very mature standpoint, right? Because I know that it's a bit awkward for some people when they try to play out how it's going to happen. So, you know, you find somebody that you think I can connect with and then you're going to give them my phone number and then they're going to call me and then, yeah, we're going to try to strike a conversation and make this all work. Um, What's wrong with that? (laughs) It's the same way if your friend said, I'm going to hook you up with someone, I'm going to match you with a friend of mine. Um, did that and gave you the phone number you were going to call anyways so what is different in the case of a service who has done a bit more due diligence than your friend probably does because you know sometimes friends just hook people up or try to match people because they're just both single the friends are not doing any due diligence to find out what y'all both like in some cases Um, they just feel oh you're a good friend he's a great friend I think you guys would be great together Whereas a matchmaker is going deeper than that and trying to unearth a lot of information that will help them make that kind of determination. So it's confidential, but think about it. What is there to really laugh about that you took such deliberate action to find the love of your life? I don't think it's funny. (laughs) But anyways, so that's basically it, guys. Um, Some of the cool features of matchmaking. So let's talk very quickly about... Let me just race through some of the concerns. I know that I've already alluded to them, but let me do it in a more orderly fashion. So some of the concerns that people have when it comes to using a matchmaking service, people are weary of paying to find love. Somewhere in the recesses of people's minds, they feel like that is an abomination or it's just not something that they, it's just not romantic, right? In a lot of people's minds to pay for a service when it comes to love. But when it comes to finding a job, when it comes to every other aspect of life, it's okay to pay. But something about love makes love in a lot of people's minds untouchable. And it just has to happen when it happens, how it happens. And we're just going to leave it to chance and serendipity and hopefully it will happen. That's typically the approach. Um, Another concern people have is that some people feel like they don't need it. So maybe that's not so much a concern, but they just feel like, what do I need matchmaking for, right? Um, I have a lot of friends. I work in a big city. I will eventually find love. What do I really need matchmaking for? Some people, so they just don't see the need for it. Another, you know, concern or comment about matchmaking could be is, or not could be, is some people are embarrassed that they have to use a service, right? Some people feel like a, like they failed in the quest of finding love if they have to resort to using a matchmaking service. And like I said earlier, just a few moments ago, some people feel, particularly the guys, um, feel like their friends will mock them and laugh and say, wow, has it come to that? <laughs> that you would have to use a service to find love? What's wrong with that? Anywho, so let's now talk about whether matchmaking is for you. So if you're listening, your guy, your, your lady, and you know, you've struggled with the idea of matchmaking, 
Um, How do you then figure out if it's something that you should even consider, if it's something that is for you? All right, so the truth of the matter is that matchmaking is not for everybody. (laughs) That's just the plain truth. Because you have to come at it with a very, very mature mindset. You have to be very open-minded. You have to be... You have to let your guard down and just be open, right? So if you're not quite there yet, then it's definitely not for you. If you um, if you feel like there's a chance that people are going to mock you and that bothers you, then it's most certainly not for you. Um, you have to get to a place where you are comfortable with the decisions that you make and you stand by your decisions. And if your decision is to find love through a matchmaking service, then you're going to stand by that whoever wants to laugh or mock you or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, it's not for everyone. And if you struggle with any other stuff that I just mentioned, then it's not for you. But I will say this. You got to ask yourself a question, though. Has everything else that you've done worked? Right. Which is my next point is matchmaking might not be for you if you haven't really tried other options. You know, are you open to people um, setting you up with someone? Have you gone out, you know, have you tried other options? You know, if you haven't tried other options, maybe wait it out, wait it out. Maybe matchmaking is not quite for you yet. Um, Maybe you just need to get back to going out more, getting your social life to where it needs to be. Maybe you just need to be more deliberate in how you live your everyday, putting yourself in situations where you can potentially meet like-minded people. Like maybe you need to do a bit more work on your own. especially if you have a lot of time on your hands in terms of recreational time. You know, if you are not as busy with work, you know, you have a regular nine to five, you're not really working late, you're not spending hours upon hours in the office. You know what, maybe build a social life, get out there a bit more and see what happens. So I would say if you haven't quite tried everything else, um, then maybe matchmaking is not for you. I would say that if you're, you know, if you're in your 30s, well into your 30s, and, you know, at that point you feel like you've tried a whole bunch of stuff and it's just not working, then maybe matchmaking is for you. Maybe, you know, especially as you get older, the, they say they say that the pool gets smaller, especially if you're looking for a particular kind of person, you know, maybe you have limitations as far as what you're looking for, maybe a more tailor-made approach um, would help you find what you're looking for as you get older. So maybe if you're mid thirties and above, you know, maybe even early thirties, then maybe matchmaking is for you. If you're in your twenties, I don't think that you should really be considering a matchmaking service. I think that what you should be doing is figuring out who you are, what you want to do with your life, um, putting yourself out there, having a, you know, meeting new people, just, you're young, you're, you know, so just enjoy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't think that matchmaking is necessarily for people in their 20s. I think it's too early to try a matchmaking service. But a few questions to consider if you fit into the category of people that I just described that maybe you should consider a matchmaking service. A few questions to consider if you really have reservations and you just, I mean, you just don't, get it right you're just really struggling you deep down inside you feel like maybe this could be the the way but you're struggling here are a few questions to consider ask yourself what am i really afraid of like what is the issue here you really need to ask yourself questions you know um at some point 
as you get older. The opinions of other people should really not matter. Like, you should be able to live your life and make the decisions that you want to make, regardless of how people are going to view you after you've made those decisions, right? So what are you afraid of? Like, what is what is it about a matchmaking service that scares you? And you really have to ask that question and unearth those fears so that you can confront them and figure out if they're valid. So ask yourself, what am I afraid of? What, that your friends will find out? Okay. What kinds of marriages do your friends have? Do they have great marriages? How do they meet? Um, how long will they be laughing at you for? Like, what is it about your friends? And really, you should have friends that support your decisions as opposed to laugh about them. But that's a whole nother topic for a completely different <laughs> session. Okay, so that's the first question. What am I afraid of, right? Another question to consider if you're struggling, you want to try it, but you, you have reservations. Ask yourself, is there anything fundamentally wrong with being deliberate about finding love and even paying to find love, right? Like, let that question sink in and marinate. Is there anything fundamentally wrong with taking deliberate steps to finding the love of your life? Is there anything wrong with paying to find the person that you really want to be with? Like, let that... Let that, let that question echo. Think about it deeply, right? Another question to ask yourself is, what's the worst that can happen? You know, if you try a matchmaking service, maybe they can't match you. Maybe they have a money-back guarantee. Maybe, and they'll give you money back in some cases. You know, some services operate like that. Um, but really, you'll meet a few people. This is the worst-case scenario, I guess. You'll meet a few people. Um, maybe it just won't work out. But isn't that what happens in real life? Well, when I say real life, isn't that what happens whether or not you use a matchmaking service? Another question to ask is, could this be a great way to meet like-minded people and experience something new, even if it doesn't end up in love? So what I just said a few moments ago in a different way. Like really, could this just be a great way of opening yourself up to a new experience? Something to think about. Um, another question to ask is what am I doing now to find love or what have I done and have any of those things worked, right? Um, another question to ask is, is being deliberate the same thing as being desperate? Because this notion of, people are going to think I'm I'm desperate if I use a matchmaking service. Again, who cares what people think? Half the time they're not even thinking about you. That's one. But two is being deliberate the same as being desperate like free your mind (laughs) think about it and if the answer to that for you is yes then hey can't argue with that but really and truly if you were looking for a job and i know that marriage and a job are not the same thing even though they are very important decisions whether marriage trumps uh, a job But think about it. If you're looking for a job, would you really say to yourself, ah, if I use a matchmaking, if I use a recruitment agency, people will think I'm desperate, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to wait till I'm able to find a job or till the job just shows up on my doorstep. Something else to think about. All right, so, yeah, and then I guess another question, and I'll wrap up with this question, wrap up this, this session or this episode with this question is, Bearing in mind that a matchmaking service or matchmakers helps you to sieve through the clutter um, to help you get the best possible options that are available, given 
given what you shared that you're looking for, what would be wrong with that? (laughs) What would be wrong with that? All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up on that note. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Love and Lifestyle with me, Adironke. I just really wanted to shed some light on matchmaking and, you know, what I have come across um, as, you know, some of the insight that I have basically based on, you know, my findings. At the end of the day, the decision is yours to make. Are you going to use a matchmaking service or not? Um, The decision is yours to make, but I just wanted to just jump on here very quickly and just share, you know, what I know about matchmaking and help you to think about it from a different angle. Ask yourself those questions. Take some time to answer them. And if it is something that you've been thinking about trying out, try it out. It's very new to our shores, you know, but it might be, it just might be um, the solution that you're looking for. I mean, people meet, find love on Instagram, they find love on Facebook, and they actually get married, you know. Um, so it's not far-fetched finding love online or, you know, going, going a different route than we're normally used to, but find what works for you and stick to it. You know, it's your story, stick to it. And who cares what people think, right, at the end of the day? Do what works for you, but don't be afraid to be open-minded because you just never know. You know, um, every everyone, you know, at the initial stages of, of the quest of finding love has an idea of how they want love to play out, right? But sometimes <laughs> you'll find love in some of the most unbelievable places and you got to be open-minded for that to happen. It could really make for a beautiful story at the end of the day. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to visit the blog, thelovechest.com. Follow us on Instagram at thelovechest. I am at Adirunkin Media. It's been great um, sharing today's episode with you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts. Send me an email, thelovechest at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about your thoughts on this. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share. Thanks guys for listening. I will catch you on the next one.